Well, welcome to New Opila, Hawaii. Today, we are continuing in our series, Following the Ultimate Leader. In fact, Pastor Alex Pacheco will be speaking to us today. Some of us fall into two different categories. Either we're going to follow the ways of the world or we're going to follow the ultimate leader. You got to choose one or the other. You can't stay in the middle. Well, before Pastor Alex comes up and shares, we were asking various people in our community, business owners, uh, people who lead others about leadership. Let's see what Nancy Cabral has to say. Sometimes have to be the bad guy. Oh, that's the hardest part of the job. I tell people that have been, um, are going into business for their first time, I say, and they're getting their first employee, you know, because that's the, that's the hardest part about the bad guy is when you have to look at somebody who you really like and you would, but you can't afford to have them work for you anymore, either because the economy has slipped or they don't work at the level or the ability that you need. And you have to say goodbye and you have to fire somebody. That's really, 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 really tough. And it really is hard the first times. But I tell people who are new in business, I say, don't hire somebody unless you're going to have that ability to fire them. Because sometimes if you don't fire them, they're going to, you could lose everything. And then if the whole company goes down because you didn't make those job decisions, that's my job. If I don't make do my job and make those decisions, then the whole company closes down. Or, you know, I mean, and when you come sometimes see big companies go down, it's because somebody in the right position didn't do their job. How do you know when someone is a good leader? It just emanates from them. They, they become that. And I think everybody, a lot of people have that ability. Maybe not everybody wants to, but a lot of people roll into it. And I think um, when you start to see that, I try and have them do that, I think. <laughs> I want them to, and then I try and, I've found over the years, too, it's easier for me to change a job description than to change a person. In fact, I don't get to change people at all. They don't change for me. So I find that it's easier to make a jo change a job description and, and guide somebody towards their strengths than to try and force them towards their weaknesses. Good morning. Hey, how's everybody? Good? Thank you. How about another hand for the youth again? Good job, you guys. Thank you. Now I look good. A flower. <laughs> well, it's good to be back with you guys again. Um, Berna is in Maui right now. She took the early flight this morning. Uh, her mom was visiting with us, and so she took mom home and uh, told her, you make sure you come back before I pow. <laughs> so she's going to get on the next flight and come home uh, and be here about 1230. So she sends her love to you. I have with me um, this morning my granddaughter, CJ. She's sit sitting there with me watching over me. Yeah. And my grandson, AJ, he's somewhere around. That bugger, you cannot keep still. Yeah, so you'll probably see AJ. Uh, <clears throat> I was with your pastor um, last week. 
he did a wedding in Kona and I got to sit with them at dinner and talk story with them and um, he was just telling me about this uh, series that you guys are doing um, which is about the ultimate leader and that we should follow him and his name is Jesus amen, amen. Nancy Cabral um, shared about um, being a leader is not easy uh, you have to be the bad guy sometimes and fire people and then um, she talked about the uh, uh, how can you um, recognize leaders that are coming up and she shared some good pointers on that how many of you know that um, Jesus who is the ultimate leader was also um, at times um, called the bad guy um, there were times when people complained and grumbled people um, just uh, wouldn't follow him and uh, there's always uh, uh, somebody like that but Jesus went through the same thing as leaders go through today and still yet the same and so I um, when I put this message together I, I thought about you know my life um, about some things that I went through and I had to learn some difficult um, uh, things along the way and I don't know about you but I learned the best by stories when somebody tells me a story I can really relate to the story and Jesus was a really pro at that and so this morning if you look at your your outline and your bulletin you're going to notice that I didn't put any lines in there for you to fill up so you can tell your neighbor right now that wow easy today <laughs> but the message is not easy I want to say this from the very um, start that if, if, they, if you feel any condemnation at all, it, it's not from the Lord. It, it's, um, it's from the devil. And so we're going to learn together of uh, things that have happened in my past so that uh, we can be better followers of the ultimate leader. Get it? Good. Yeah, you guys still remember that, yeah? Yeah. And I noticed that um, there are some businesses out there that are are using it as well get it got it good you know but it's the purpose of saying that is that we want to be sure that you get it you understand it and so um, we're going to be in the book of Matthew and we're going to be talking about a story that Jesus um, talks about he really talks about um, uh, different type of people group of people and uh, I want you to know that I was every group that is mentioned in the Bible and so um, it might just help you today to figure out um, uh, a question that I'm going to ask you towards the end. So you'll know that the ending is coming soon when I ask you this question, which one are you? Okay? Good. Everybody tracking. So we're in the book of Matthew, but I'm going to read out of the book of John just a place where um, Jesus <clears throat> speaks and he says this, John 15, 11 to 16. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. How many of you know that um, the Lord wants you to enjoy life? Remember the last time I came, we talked about that? He wants you to be full of his joy. In verse two, uh, 12, it says, This is my commandment, that you love one another, 
just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friend. I'm going to stop right there just for a second to let you know what kind of leader that we follow. The ultimate leader is one who gave his life for you. There are not leaders out there that will be willing to lay down their lives for you. That's why Jesus is the ultimate leader. Greater love is no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. You know that a big concern of your pastor is that you are in good health, good spiritual health, and that God's joy is in you. Are you following me? That's a big concern of your pastor. Week after week, he shares God's word so that you will follow God and that his joy may be in you. So the question is, then, how do we stay spiritually healthy? How do we follow Dr. Jesus? Because he's the healer, amen? And the message, the purpose of the message this morning is to encourage you to hear God. Now, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus talks about these different types of people. Some who want a quick fix. Anybody know somebody that want a quick fix? I used to want a quick fix. Every time fishing was bad, I wanted Jesus to do something about it. So you know what I would do? I would go to church. And then when the fishing got good, guess what? I go fishing and not church. Some people just want a quick fix in their lives just so that they come to the ultimate leader. And when he answers their prayer, they're gone again. So we're going to talk about that, that kind of person this morning. And then some who f- will follow the ultimate leader for a while, and then they fall away. I was one of them as well. And then some who go all the way, but guess what happens? They experience God's joy, and they bear good fruit. A couple weeks ago, a person came up to me and said, and I mean, sincerely said, Pastor Alex, I got cancer. Why does God, why did God let that happen to me? You know, really, um, there are many answers to the question, but I could only think that this person, what he needs right now is he's got to really lean and follow the ultimate leader because only the ultimate leader will have an answer for that person. And he's the healer. Amen? Yeah. And so I, I just want you to understand that, <clears throat> um, and I'm not trying to put this down in any way, because many of us have experienced um, terminal illnesses and stuff like that. Um, we have lost loved ones. And I don't want to make this sound really uh, shallow. I want this to be um, really deep, that you would have an understanding 
that I um, that we all go through loss, and um, some of our losses um, we grieve a lot, and this is the way God had designed us. But if you do not have a close relationship with the Lord, you will truly suffer, suffer, suffer. And you need Jesus, the ultimate leader, to lead you, what the Bible calls you, the, the dark valleys. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. And so my encouragement this morning is that we all, we all become the, the persons that God wants us to do so that we start to bear fruit and that our fruit would remain. Amen? Yeah. <clears throat> so, how do you hear God? How do you know when it's God talking to you or it's you talking to yourself? Or it's the devil talking? Or it's just your flesh? I've had people um, come to me and say, you know, the, the, um, God told me, this is many, many years ago, God told me to move to Hawaii. And I said, great, I'm glad you're here. You're in paradise. You're in a lovely place. Only for a couple years later, say, God told me to move back. And it's costing me an arm and a leg. And I tell you something, boy, I don't know if God would bring you here only to make you go bankrupt or something like that. And so sometimes we listen and we think it's God, but it's not. It's really our flesh. How many of you made decisions that was fleshly decisions? Yeah, I bought boats all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know? And I tell you what, <clears throat> the ultimate leader wants, us, wants to lead us in righteousness. And I tell you, you're going to be better off if you follow him fully. So how do we hear God? I want you to know first that you can hear God. Because the Bible says that you were made in his image. You already have all the equipment that you need in order to hear God. You just have to learn how to tune in. And so Jesus says this in Luke chapter 8 verse 8. He says, he who has ears... To hear, let him hear. Jesus is saying that you got the ears, but you need to tune in. And so the, the story that we're going to talk about today is Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus teaches about these things. Starting from verse 1, it says, On that day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. Now you know why I, I love these stories. It's about the ocean, man. The sea. Verse 2. And the great multitudes gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat down and the whole multitude was standing on the beach. In other words, there were a lot of people there. It was like a congregation like this. Now I've been to the Sea of Galilee and I could understand why Jesus chose to sit on a boat on the lake to speak because the vo his voice carried. He didn't need a microphone to talk to a lot of people. You're you should be amazed at what, how it was done in the old days. And Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. In verse 3, and he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, behold, the sower went out to sow. Parables are stories. Stories that apply to everyday life. Everybody can understand stories that apply to everyday life. 
And he uses a farmer. He uses uh, sowing seeds. Verse 4, And as he sowed, some seeds fell besides the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Now, I can understand this one really easy. A couple of years back, we were building our house, and it was time now to plant the grass. And guess who the invite, uninvited guests were? All the birds. Yeah, they came to help themselves eat my seeds. And so we can, we can understand a story like this. In verse 5, And others fell upon rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth in, of soil. You, now, I attended, uh, uh, when I was in high school, I was in an agricultural class, and I learned that um, all these seeds that we see, inside the seed is enough food that if moisture touches the seed, the seed can germinate, or germinate and grow. In verse 6, But when the sun had risen, they were scorched because they had no roots. Now the seed can grow, but if it has not no roots into the soil, they wither away, the Bible says. And others fell upon among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let them hear. Now, have you noticed, when you have a group of people like this congregation, that there are some people who are sitting here, now I'm speaking out of my, my life, same thing, sitting here that could care less about what's being said. They are talking or daydreaming. I know this because I used to do this. And that's why Jesus is saying, he who has ears, let him hear. In other words, those who are paying attention, those who want to pay attention, those who want to be a part of who Jesus is, he says, this is for you. Let him hear. Verse 10. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and he said to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. What Jesus was doing right here was he was drawing a line. He said, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because they were followers of Christ. They were seekers of the word. They were listeners. Whatever Jesus said, they received long time ago I went to church and I was the best note taker in the church because every time the pastor started preaching I'd take out my notebook and I'd start to take notes I gotta get two cases of chum palu um, 10 pounds of opelo and you know for all my fishing time I was this person I, I could just I could see that where this is what the Bible is saying. It's, it's like I'm, I was there, but I was not listening. Jesus continues, and he said, it has not been granted. In other words, he's talking about who, those who just come to sit, or those who just come to be entertained. How many of you think we got a really hot band up here? Come on, man, you guys. Yeah. And the singers, they, they're always on tune. 
But I'm going to tell you something. You know what their job is? Their job is to lead us into the throne room of God so that you and I can focus on the ultimate leader. And we can forget about all the things that has happened to, to us during the week and everything. They get us into the kingdom of uh, the throne and focus on the leader. They're not here to entertain us, folks. Are you following me? Yeah. But some people come because it's great entertainment. I, I met a, a guy um, many, many years ago. Man, I don't know if he's living still yet. I think he's probably close to 90. But he told me that he used to go to the, um, our denomination, the Foursquare Church, that was in um, Los Angeles, when Amy Simple McPherson spoke. Because she was a person that kind of kept the crowd going. She brought in all these kind of uh, dramas and, and things like that. She rode a motorcycle. Okay? Can you imagine that? Back in the 1930s, I believe, rode a motorcycle into, into church to, you know, to do an illustration. And what he said to me is, you know why people went to church in those days? For the entertainment. And I said, well, what happened to you? He said, well, it, I finally um, decided to open my ears and start to listen to the message. And the result was he got saved and he is following Jesus today. So I say all that because we don't come to church to be entertained. We come to church because we want to get our eyes on Jesus. Amen? Okay. Okay, so <clears throat> Jesus said, only those who have ears, let them hear. Did you know that even they, um, they did things to Jesus? The Bible says people were complaining about Jesus, grumbling about what he said, disagreeing with him, people giving him a bad time. The ultimate leader, can you imagine that? People getting up and walking out. Remember, now Jesus, he is God. And he knew this. He knew that people, not all people would listen to him. Is that still happening today? Yeah. I hope we're not like that. Verse 12. For whoever has, to him shall be more, to him shall more be given and he shall have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. This is saying that people who continue to seek the Lord will prosper in him. But those who do not, will not. And I think that this is why a lot of people today who have been strong in the Lord all their lives, you look, you look at grandma and grandpa, vuvu and vovo, I mean all... All these, these people that have been strong in the Lord, there is something about them that their lives have been blessed tremendously. In verse 13, Therefore I speak to them in parables, Jesus says, because while seeing they do not see, and while hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, you will keep on hearing, but will not understand. And you will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of these people have become dull. And with their ears, they scarcely hear. And they have closed their eyes, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return. 
and I should heal them. I think it was in, um, it was one of our pastors this morning that said, Pastor Marsha, I think, that said that um, the, the group of people that went out and followed other guards always was losing the battles. And then they, when they returned to God, God would heal them. How many of you know that at any time of your life, you can return to God? Yeah, you can return to him. He is a good God. He is the ultimate leader that loves people. And so, um, okay, where am I now at this? But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Now here's the story. Here's the parable. Jesus says this farmer goes out and he sows seed. Now he's not just planting one seed at a time. He is throwing it out there. He's casting it out. He's just tossing seed all over the ground. And it says that the seed falls on different types of soil. And depending on the type of soil it falls on, it gets a different response. And so he says that the farmer represents God. And the seed represents God wanting to talk to you. That's God's word to you. The soil in which the seed is sown represents the hearts of men and women. It represents four different attitudes that you can have towards hearing God. In verse 18, it says, Hear then the parable of the sower. And Jesus explains what we've read. In verse 19, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown besides the road. And that's the one we talked about. The birds come and they eat it up because the seed just stayed on the surface. What Jesus is saying is that if you're just a person who hears the word and doesn't take heed to it, you come with no intent. If you you let what is being said in one ear and out the other, then Satan will come and take away what has been sown because you're an easy prey for Satan. In verse 20, And the one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. Rocky places represent hearers who receive the word. And they spring up quickly without even testing it. They swallow without chewing. They say, man, that was the best message I have ever heard, Pastor. But they never apply it into their lives. I want to tell you something if you didn't know this. When you come to church on Sundays, church is not done when they say amen. Church starts when you walk out the doors. In other words, what you hear here, you need to get it in here, and then you need to go out and apply it. Amen? That's how you become a better father, a better husband, 
a better friend, a better wife, a better mother, a better friend. That's how it happens. Application, when you start to do it. Many who keep their profession of faith in fine weather lose it in a storm. Many taste the goodness of God's word, but as soon as afflictions or persecutions arises because of the word, they fall away. Many who keep their profession of faith can lose it real quickly. They love the church, but as soon as something doesn't go their way, they sing aloha oi. And the, Paul says this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? They fall away because there's no roots. In verse 22, And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word and the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it become unfruitful. There was a, a time when I um, was really a strong commercial fisherman in the old days and was making a lot of bucks. You know what bucks is, yeah? Not the male deer. Making money. Um, and <clears throat> because I was doing so well, I thought that God was blessing me. Isn't that really easy to think yeah? when, when you're doing good that God is blessing me? But then I read in uh, Matthew also, about Jesus being tempted um, by the devil. Many of you might have read that story where the devil takes him up on a high mountain and he says to Jesus, you know, all this, all the riches of the world and everything, this can be yours if you would just bow down and worship me, the devil. And I had to learn that lesson where, hey, I'm being distracted here. I'm, I'm doing all this out here. And not giving glory back to the ultimate leader, the Lord. Do, do I need to say more? You guys following me on that, that story right there? Yeah. We can be distracted from good things out there. Thinking that God is blessing us. The devil can do that too. And so, <clears throat> when the Bible speaks about the thorns like weeds, they can rob the plant of nourishment. They take the moisture and sunlight on, and they, it's like it doesn't just zap it out all. It leaves some, but just enough to choke its growth and make it unfruitful. And then when the worries of the world come in, we kind of fall apart and get distracted. And the delights of the senses can ruin your soul. We can be distracted and not allow God's word to mature in us. Spiritually, we won't die, but we'll never produce good fruit for the Lord. And like me, we become people who give, but will never tithe. They will will come to church, but never get involved. We believe in God, 
But other things come first, like parties and camping and businesses and sports. All are an appetite pleasing to the senses which keeps one from the word of God to be maturing in him. In verse 23, And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. The good soil is what the Lord is looking for. Let me tell you something. If you stick with God, you will reap a harvest beyond your imagination. Good soil brings forth good fruit. This is a noble and a good heart, that, a heart that firmly is set on God. A good heart hears the word of God and he understands it and he receives it and he retains it. So I asked you this question. Why is it so important to hear God's voice? Because when you hear God's voice and you obey, you will bear fruit according to the seed that was planted. This is so important to hear God's voice. It verifies, it shows that you are a believer. It confirms that you have a relationship with Christ that he talks to you. How many of you remember that, um, that movie called The Perfect Storm? It was many years ago, Perfect Storm. I love that kind of stories because they get boats and fishing and all that kind of stuff. And, and the main actor was George Clooney. How many of you know that I wrote him a letter? Because I was so I'm into that show. Yeah, I wrote him a letter. You think he wrote back to me? No. So I wrote him another letter. Jesus says, I am your friend. If I talk to him, if I talk to my friend, should I not hear back from him? That's what it means to have a relationship with the Lord. Do I have a relationship with George Clooney? I'm just a fan. He takes my letters and he fans himself. <laughs> no, I'm not putting him down, but are, are you understanding? A relationship, a friend talks back to you. You have, a common, uh, you have communication. You cannot have a relationship without communication. If you have never... Uh, if you never hear from God, you have a reason to question whether you have a relationship with God or to question maybe you're not listening to him. If you do have a relationship with Christ, because Jesus said in John 10, 27, he said, my sheep recognize my voice and they follow me. So I'm going to wrap this up now and ask you the question. And the musicians and singers can come up at this time. Here's the question. Which one are you? Remember now, all of them was me. Which one are you? What kind of soil are you? Which soil has God's word landed on in you? Because God is saying... 
You cannot just learn it. You cannot just keep it inside. No. He said, I want you to bear fruit. Be good soil. Kick down the things that are distracting you, that are grabbing at your heels, trying to take first place in your life. Put God first and experience his joy. Be healed. Be delivered. And experience health. If you have disappointed God in the past or maybe even now and you're thinking, man, I really blew it. Return to him. And see what a good leader will do. He'll pick you up. He'll dust you off. And he'll say, come, this is the way to go. I know. Been there. I want to encourage you all this morning. This is not a bad story. This is a story to help us to follow the Lord, the ultimate leader. Amen? Bow your heads with me and close your eyes. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, Relationship with Christ starts with you calling out to him. He says, I stand at the door and knock. And if you will open that door, I will come in. And it says, and I will dine with you. That means he's going to sit down and talk story with you. If there is someone here this morning that has never accepted Christ, you've never opened the door, you don't... You've never started a relationship with Christ. I want to say to you right now that if you would be bold enough to just say, Pastor, I want to open my heart right now to Christ. If that's you, would you just lift a hand? Yeah. Just hold your hands up for a while because I'm going to pray for you. Because what you're doing is you're just starting your walk with the Lord. You want to hear his voice? You're starting right now. Lord, I pray for those that are responding. I ask that you come into their lives and show them how real you are. Walk with them. Talk with them. Know that, Lord, they're they're not alone in this. You're there with them. And you're there to lead them. And so I pray that you would guide them, Lord. And they're simply saying, Lord, be my Lord and my Savior. You may put your hands down. Lord, for the rest of us, we, we know, but help us to apply. I pray for those, Lord. And maybe I touched a real sensitive, sensitive area this morning about um, my friend who said he had cancer. I pray now in the name of Jesus that you would heal those that have these illnesses. That only you can heal, Lord. I ask that you touch their lives in such a way that they will know without a doubt Jesus is here and Jesus lives in them. I pray for those who have um, just recently have lost uh, loved ones, Lord. And it hurts. I know, Lord, that um, grieving is not easy. But I pray, Lord, that they will have an understanding that comes beyond understanding. 
that you would help them, Lord, and comfort them. Lord, I just want to thank you that you're not just um, saying charge all the time, but you're also taking care of these things that really matter to us in our lives. And so I pray that everyone here would be filled with your joy in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen.